Hello and welcome to another edition of the Proximo Weekly Podcast. I'm Max Kalmeyer, Content Manager here at Proximo, and I'm delighted to be joining you once again today to bring you the top 10 stories from our in-house team of experts. First up, Serena, formerly Omega Energia, has received a long-term tax equity from Goldman Sachs for a 265.5 megawatt Goodnight One wind project in Texas. Originally financed in December of 2022 with $236 million of construction debt, the project, which comprises of 59 Vestas turbines, was fully commissioned on the 3rd of January 2024. The $184.7 million long-term tax equity facility provided by Goldman Sachs was dispersed on the 2nd of February 2024. The facility replaces the 1.5-year, $184 million bridge loan provided by MUFG, SMBC and Rabobank in the 2022 deal. Concurrent with the tax equity disbursement, the remainder of the 39.12 million 6.5-year construction term loan tranche in the 2022 deal now does what it says on the tin. It becomes a $37.8 million 5-year term loan. The EIB has signed a $116.4 million loan agreement with a consortium led by Mota Engil to partially finance the construction of the Hospital de Lisboa Oriental. The consortium, comprising Mota Engil Companies and Hygia Infrared Infrastructure V Develop Investments Limited and Manvia, signed a 30-year public-private partnership concession with the Portuguese government last week. The new hospital will boast 875 inpatient beds, replacing existing healthcare facilities in the city centre. The estimated cost of the project is $413.4 million, with construction slated to commence in early 2024. Spearman Energy has closed a $47.5 million project finance term loan from Manulife to support commercial operations of its Revolution Storage project. The 150 megawatt/300 battery energy storage system project is located in West Texas's ERCOT power market. The close of the project finance term loan follows the launch of Revolution's commercial operation earlier in the year, as well as Spearmint's prior securing of a $92 million in tax equity financing from Greenprint Capital Management and a $200 million term loan financing from Ager Capital Partners and Levine. Spearmint was supported by Javelin Capital and Paul Hastings, while Manulife served by Day Pitney. SPPC has announced the pre-qualified bidders for the development of Tiber 1, Tiber 2, Casim 1 and Casim 2 independent power plants. Each project will comprise an 1800 MW gas-fired combined cycle plant with precision for carbon capture and sequestration readiness. Pre-qualified bidders for technical and financial members include TAQA, Angie, EDF, General Electric, Aquapower, Jira, Career Electric, Marubeni, Nebras Power, Kansai Electric, Saudi Electric, Marafik, Samsung CNT, Sumitomo, NTPC, China Power International and Aljam Brothers, Aljamaya Energy and Water and Sojitz Corporation. Pre-qualified bidders for the financial member include Alphanar Company and Gulf Investment Corporation, while pre-qualified bidders for the technical members is Auruscom Construction. 
Indonesia has issued a presidential regulation, CCS, which will allow operators to set aside 30% of their storage capacity for imported CO2. The regulation, which took effect last week, allows oil and gas contractors to use depleted reservoirs or aquifers in their blocks for CCS operations, which the government has said have a storage potential of over 400 gigatons of CO2 equivalent. The government would collect royalties from the storage fees charged by the CCS operators. CO2 emitters from abroad would qualify to store their carbon dioxide if they or an affiliated company had invested in the country and if a bilateral agreement exists between the government and Indonesia. Energy Ministry data shows that there are 15 CCS and CCUS projects in various stages of preparation in the country with a combined investment of nearly $8 billion. Gassum will construct a new bioenergy plant in Borlang, Sweden, as part of the company's broader plan to establish five large-scale biogas plants in the country. Last year, the company initiated the construction of its first bioenergy plant in Gauteng, with production expected to commence by the end of 2024. The additional three plants are planned near Kalmar, Siovo and Horby, and Gassum is also considering a biogas plant near Trondheim in Norway. The plant is expected to produce 133 gigawatt hours of liquefied biogas per year from 2026, contributing to Gassum's goal of delivering 7 terawatt hours of renewable gas annually by 2027. Bio-LNG produced at the plant can be utilised in shipping, road transport, including heavy-duty vehicles, as well as industrial applications. Cleantech Solar have captured a long-term senior secured loan facility worth $75 million from Tata Capital Limited for its portfolio in India. First drawdown has taken place and the balance will be drawn later in the year. The rupee denominated term loan will be utilised towards construction, development and operation of open access solar and wind parks across different states in India. Energy generated from these projects will be procured by corporate consumers on a captive basis to meet their energy needs for manufacturing and business operations. These projects cater to customers across sectors including automotive, FMCG, apparel, industrial equipment and chemical manufacturing amongst others. Cleantech Solar's commercial and industrial portfolio is currently 1.2 GWP. Tag Energy has signed a second PPA for the Golden Plains Wind Farm in Golden Plains Shire, west of Geelong in Victoria, Australia. Digital infrastructure company Equinix will take 20% of the energy and green certificates generated from the 756 megawatt first stage of the project. The first PPA was signed with federal government owned Jen Taylor, Snowy Hydro, 40% of the energy and LGCs from Golden Plains Wind Farm East. The wind farm is being built in two phases, east and west. Construction is already underway with the first stage expected to begin producing energy in Q1 of 2025. The second stage, Golden Plains Wind Farm West, is expected to begin construction this year. A capacity of 1.3 gigawatts is expected at build out of the two phases. US food giant, the Kraft Heinz, has detailed plans for its first green hydrogen plant, 
a 20 megawatt facility to be built at the Kit Green food processing site in the UK. Kraft Heinz has signed an agreement with UK independent energy infrastructure developer Carlton Power to build the £40 million project in Wigan. The proposed plant is expected to become operational in 2026. The project is subject to planning approval, which the two companies will work on over the next 12 to 18 months. They will also seek to obtain grant funding and operational financial support from the UK Department of Energy Supply and Net Zero. Asset Manager TPG has appointed Scott Lebovitz as a partner and head of infrastructure for TPG Rise Climate, the firm's dedicated climate investing platform. Lebovitz will focus on the firm's new strategy targeting investments in infrastructure and real assets that are critical to global decarbonisation and energy transition marketplaces. He moved to TPG after more than 25 years at Goldman Sachs where he most recently served as a partner and global co-head and co-CIO of infrastructure investing in the firm's asset management division. Throughout his tenure at Goldman Sachs, Lebovitz held a number of leadership roles across merchant banking, private equity and infrastructure. Now that's all from me today, but before I go, I wanted to bring your attention to one of the events coming up rapidly in our calendars. On the 5th and 6th of March, we'll be in Dubai for our MENA Agency Energy and Infrastructure Finance Conference. We'll be uniting some of the biggest names in the industry, but don't just take my word for it. Some of the names already confirmed to be attending include the likes of OQ, Mazda, Aquapower, Saudi Electric, Adnoc, El Suedi, EMEA Power, governments such as the Ministries of Finance in Egypt, the UAE Climate Change Special Envoy, ADEX, ECI, Saudi Exit, JBIT, UKEF, BPI France, as well as some of the industry's leading banks, the likes of HSBC, Santander, SMBC, Standard Chartered, Deutsche Bank, JP Morgan, ING and many more. This truly will be a premium gathering of the finance sector looking after the MENA region. If you're interested in working in the MENA region or already are working in the MENA region in export or project finance, this truly is a must attend event and I hope to see you there. It's not too late to register, just drop one of the team a line and we can be sure to discuss how we can get you there this March. Thank you for your time today, hope you enjoyed listening and I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye bye.